Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Hey, hey. Hey, welcome back to the States. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still acclimating. Um, but um, I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, <clears throat> the garage project is still going on. So I, I'm, I'm immediately being forced into being acclimated to it again. So, um, yeah, here we are, man. I had a great time in Europe. I didn't see a lot of... Uh, a lot of vehicles. We uh, did more of a uh, vacation trip than a business trip, so we were outside of the city, and um, the roads are tiny there. Everybody was driving on the wrong side of the road, so I didn't really make mention of it. Yeah, you guys are kind of off the grid. You went out and you did the wrestling convention. Yeah, it was uh, a wrestling. It was a wrestling and MMA autograph signing. It's the largest one in Europe. It was in Manchester. Had a great time. Saw a bunch of good good friends. And uh, then the next day we went off to a place called Leeds, not Leeds, uh, Nailsworth, uh, Stroud, little towns in the Cotswolds. And uh, we just kind of hut, just kind of hid for like three, four days. As you can see, I posted something that we ironically ran into. It was the, the wacky soapbox derby races. Yeah. It it was pretty, (laughs) it was pretty funny, man. We're just walking through this town and, I mean, shitloads of people and uh, these cars, man. It was just like a downhill kind of a, you know, soapbox derby. And they were all, you know, individually geeked out, man. They were pretty funny, man. And the dude that I took a picture of looked as if he could withstand like 180 mile an hour crashes as prepared as he was with his helmet and all that shit. But it was fun. We had a great time. What what was going on? Was it like a town fair or was just this soapbox derby event it was just the soapbox derby event it was kick ass i mean the whole little town was packed with people and you know i mean we took it as an opportunity just to walk through the cool town look at antique shops and we stumbled across this wacky soapbox race it was fun it was all for charity uh it was obviously a family event what a what a weird thing to run into, but a fun thing to run into when you're like out of town, off the grid, you know. It was so European, it was funny. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was really cool. I mean, to stumble across something uh, was an advantage because there's more people there. You get more taste of where you are, but for it to be automotive content, it's, it was pretty cool. Yeah, kind of interesting. Um while you were gone, I took a quick trip to Detroit with uh, to meet up with the guys from Ford for the debut of the 2024 Ford Ranger. Um, very cool piece. And, you know, we didn't have this for a while uh, in the U.S., just the 
the mid-sized truck market just the bottom just kind of fell out and everything was gone and and you know except for maybe Tacoma you know Tacoma was still around and then eventually we got uh you know like the Colorado but Ford wasn't there for it and uh but they did bring us a couple of years ago the Maverick they went small which people love because you know, with this hybrid and it's great gas mileage and around town, uh, just doing small jobs, you know, uh, workers around here, you know, a lawn and pool and plumbers. And, and like I, I see the Maverick everywhere, uh, which was great. But where would the Ranger sort of fit into that? And honestly, I, I, I kind of give credit to the the boom in, in off-roading and overlanding and what's going on there. So they were able to really put an emphasis on the new ranger um well it's funny because we and, were talking we were talking offline and you made mention that you know a couple of years ago we saw one of the ranger raptors at goodwood yeah and, the hill climb mm-hmm. and i had made mention that on one of wanda and i's gallivanting trips through the cotswolds walking i i had made mention that you know the roads are tiny as hell we hadn't seen any full size pickup, and I and I peeked over the over the cobblestone, and uh, there was a. It looked like a full size Raptor, but it wasn't. And I hadn't, and I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't remember seeing the one at Goodwood, and you brought it to my attention that they're over there. And the more I think about it, the more brilliant it is that they've been over there for a number of years because yeah. if you're ever going to need it anywhere. That is the perfect place for it because a full size truck's not going to be able to maneuver anywhere. Yeah. But a little a little Ranger Raptor would be pretty badass. So I mean, kudos to them for having it out there. That, that's brilliant. So yeah, over the past couple of years, we saw it overseas, right? And the the Ranger has been available in eighteen countries and uh, all of Europe. And this past year, in in 22 the sales have increased 112 percent, and so far in the first few months of this year they've sold 86,000 rangers globally Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's a it's a pretty big success so they decided to bring it back here and we've got an all-new 2024 ranger so this is essentially a global platform um, it's got a facelift and a few things that we like here in the U.S. There's some things with the lights and stuff like that, obviously, that as rules change. Uh, it's going to have a 2.3 liter EcoBoost engine and the 2.7 liter EcoBoost engine. And a lot of this stuff you're going to see is very similar carryover from the Bronco. Um the Ranger is also a little bit bigger. It's a little longer. It's a little wider. Uh, mostly the track is wider and the wheelbase is longer, which will be a more comfortable ride. And as you, if you use your Ranger for off-roading and stuff, moving the front wheels forward a bit gives you a little bit better approach angle, right? Because you don't have more overhang coming off the front of the vehicle. So um it's good it's interesting there's going to be an xl an xlt and a lariat model and then of course a ranger raptor which we'll get into in in a second um 
overall the suspension has changed a bit. They they made some real improvements. The the rear shocks and shock mounts have moved uh out uh they moved outward. Um it improves ride, improves control, and improves uh ground clearance. Um, as we said, better approach and departure angles. Uh it's it's a little bit beefier all around. It it'll tow seventy five hundred pounds and has eighteen hundred pounds, eighteen oh five of uh, payload capacity. The engines that we talked about, the 2.3 liter will be 270 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque. And the 2.7 liter will be 315 horsepower and 400 pound-feet of torque. And I don't believe there is a manual transmission offered yet. I I don't think there's a plan for it, but who knows You know what, what can happen. But there is the 10-speed... Uh, select shift automatic transmission. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of variations of it. There's going to be, you know, like we said, the the XL, XLT, and Lariat. There's going to be, uh, you know, the shift on the fly, you know, four by four system. It's all electric, uh, as we'd expect. There's inside, we either get the standard eight inch screen or we get the full 12.4 inch screen. It's very integrated into the dash. It doesn't have that big tacked on kind of iPad look. Um, And that was actually, it's funny because we've been talking about that for a long time. And then Ford's like, we heard what everybody said. We don't want it tacked onto the top of the dash. So, uh, you know, I I think customer feedback was saying, let's let's get that a little more integrated into the system. Um, The new Ranger will have the, the embedded 4G modem, which means over-the-air updates, uh, and the Ford Pass on your app, which is which is cool. So we can, you know, you can not take your keys with you if you don't want to. If you're going for a walk, going for a hike, or doing whatever. So um, there's some pretty cool stuff. It's going to have uh, all the technology you can think of. Uh, it's got the trailer coverage and the the trailer control and park assist and um, like we said the pro uh, trailer backup assist um i think there was i think they were talking about uh a hookup that will allow a camera on the back so when the bed if if the uh, tailgate is down you can still see rear view and if there's a trailer you can still see rear view um and the bed itself is going to be uh, a little over four feet wide between the wheel wells. So if you want to lay down four foot wide sheets of drywall or wood or whatever, you're going to be able to do all of that stuff. So um, Ranger is cool. Ranger is definitely cool. Um, Ranger Raptor. <laughs> uh, the Ranger Raptor is going to have the three liter EcoBoost. 405 horsepower, 430 pound-feet of torque. It has a new uh, four-wheel drive system, um, electronically controlled, on-demand, two-speed transfer case, front and rear locking differentials, uh, all to improve its off-road capability. Um, they they tested versions of it kind of quietly with with uh, at Baja. Uh, the... Suspension is the 2.5-inch Fox Live uh, valve shocks. Um, And one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is there's a Watts link on the rear suspension. So it has the live axle, and Mm -hmm. uh, 
the previous gen Mustangs, for example, had uh, a three link system with a panhard bar, and then the Watts link connects to uh, the sides of the chassis, and then it has a link in the middle. And when it goes up and down, it, it kind of oh, wow. uh, it it uh, it centers the axle, and it, it works amazingly well off road and on road. So the on road handling characteristics um, are going to be. Uh, good for this vehicle, so it's going to be pretty cool. the The Ranger itself doesn't have the Watts link; it's only on the Raptor, which was one of the first questions I asked during the presentation. We were standing next to a Raptor, and somebody goes, "There's a Watts link in the rear." They kind of just glazed over it real quick, and it has this. And I kind of start looking underneath the truck, and I'm like, "There's a Watts link under the rear," and then they go, "Oh, that's on the Raptor." I was like, "Okay, I got you, I got it." Where it's probably more useful in because of the added power and stuff. Uh, the, uh, the different modes, of course, uh, the drive modes, we have the normal, we have the tow haul, the sport slippery off-road rock haul, rock crawl, and Baja. Um, those modes also change the exhaust sound. I just put up uh, an Instagram story, but I'll put some more stuff up where, uh, when they were showing us the Ranger Raptor, everyone was standing around going, you're going to fire it up, right? Like, you're going to throw some revs at it. Let's at least let us hear it, you know? And so I got a little bit of that on on uh, on camera, so I put that out there. Nice. Um, it has, uh, it comes standard with the 33-inch tires. Uh, the BFGs, which uh, are great. And then I was trying to find the exact specs on, this being bigger as well, but the added ground clearance. And then I want to say with the flares, the fender flares and moving the wheels out the track even more, um, it's about three inches wider than the Ranger, which was already wider than the previous gen. So um, it's, it's cool. It's, it's uh, getting in it. Kind of feels like the right size now. And again, being in LA, and I've been driving the Ford Lightning. The Ford Lightning, which I do enjoy driving it, um, it's still big. You know, you every time I go to a parking garage, I got to pay attention to the clearance. I got to look for the sign and the clearance, yeah. and it's kind of big to park and and because everything's a compact spot out here, um, and then when they presented Ranger Raptor and I got to sit in it for a minute, I was like, this is, this is pretty nice. Uh, they did a pretty good job with um, the interior. And this is kind of interesting. Um, they specifically spent time on the interior and said, Oh, you know what? The door panels and the thickness of the door itself has been reduced. Mm-hmm. So you get more, room sitting in the vehicle you get more shoulder room more elbow room and they're doing that just by thinning out what's what's there going oh you know that that door panel shouldn't stick in when you close the door it shouldn't come in four inches right like you know for your armrest and everything else like give it a little bit more room so uh they they said how do we make this a mid-sized truck but make it feel like a larger truck overall and i think they did a pretty good job with it now obviously where, where you are you got enough space and land and room and that the you ain't gotta uh, worry about that shit. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it out here. But this is an interesting uh, uh 
it's an interesting thought. And I think this thing fits in pretty well. Also with, uh, with the full size Raptors being so expensive. Um, this Raptor, although not inexpensive is, is about 56,000 bucks. And yeah. I, I don't know if there's going to be many options with it. I, there's probably just a handful of things. So 56,000 is, is the base price. That. Maybe it's 60 grand. That sound bad. No, it, it doesn't sound bad. Uh, I, I think it was good. Um, I got into, we'll pull some more, we'll post some more videos, some more images of the thing and all of it. And although we're spending time on Ranger Raptor, because that's all the, the fancy news, um, don't discount the Ranger as well. It's a pretty nice, uh, new truck. It's, it's a pretty capable truck. It has a lot of the features on the interior that we saw in the in the Raptor. Just the Raptor's a little bit different trim, different colors, and you know the Raptor logos, all the trim stuff that you would fully expect with it. But um, yeah, that was it. That was it. Was pretty nice, pretty nice deal. I think it's going to do well for them. Um, they they didn't hit us with like, oh, it's going to be hybrid. It's got to be electric. Got to be whatever. It's nobody seemed to want that. <laughs> for the for the ranger uh so they're just going all in on 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 the 2.3 and the 2.7 and the three liter nice. uh which is actually interesting because i i kind of wanted to get um the follow-up uh from from you and i guess by way of gauge you know uh he's been driving the bronco for a little while right he's got the 2.7 yep yep and now that he's got some time in it what's what's the what's the overall verdict on the bronco you guys like it he love i mean he loves it yeah i mean i haven't driven it that much i think it's a shit box but it's perfect for him <laughs> it's perfect for i mean that sector right i mean it's 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 a great vehicle uh it's accomplished what he needed to be accomplished he enjoys it exponentially now quite obviously he wants it faster he wants it higher. He wants bigger tires. He wants more lights, but who doesn't, right? So, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, we had a number of recalls, which is a pain in the ass, um, having to drop it off and, and leave it at the dealership. But, I mean, as far as it functioning and it being uh, uh, something that he's liked, we have no issues with it whatsoever. It's, it's been a great vehicle. I had um... – I had Richard Waitis come by uh, a week or two ago uh, and he left his Jeep at home because um, I think he was doing something on it. So he grabbed one of the Magnaflow vehicles and he grabbed the Bronco that they have all outfitted with all of the gear on it. So we we did spend a couple of minutes on walking through the Bronco that they have uh, built. And, you know, his his feeling on it was, you know, there was a few things that he said to the early models. There was a few recalls. There was some glazing happening on the on the hard tops. Um, so there's, I, get, I get it. 100%. Yeah. Um, he said overall, because he did the trip, you know, like what did he do? Like the hour, hour and a half trip from from Oceanside up here to L.A. He stopped off at Hoonigan uh uh on the way and you know he's like just on the road it's still a a, a smoother more comfortable ride compared to his jeep but off-road he feels like his jeep is still a little bit more capable it's still so. and, and it's the platform has been around more and there's there's still more aftermarket support for it so it's um 
it's kind of interesting. And then uh, Aaron Hagar, right? He he was all in on the Jeep. He's got the Gladiator, the four-door pickup truck version. He's been outfitting it like a madman and testing stuff uh, for overlanding, which he's in Lake Tahoe. So he, he does quite a bit of that. Like they'll just, he and the wife and his son will just be like, Hey, it's Friday. It's been a long week. And, uh, let's just get off the grid and they'll just load up in the truck and they'll just drive an hour and they'll just camp and then they'll stay out for the weekend and come home. But you know, he's, he's, he's doing like a five week trip in July. Like he and a bunch of friends are putting a crew together and they're going to Alaska. They're driving all the way to Alaska and then overlanding in Alaska and then driving home. Uh, so he's been working on the on the Jeep, getting it outfitted, but he's smart. He's been testing everything along the way. Like Hell yeah. he, he takes the drive from Lake Tahoe to Southern California, gets stuff outfitted, and then on the way home, he will camp for a night and 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 get used to stuff and setting it up and how quickly does it take to set up the tent and does the heater work and, and the, is the fridge in the right location? Is that really working? Is he blowing any fuses? And, and uh, he's going to do that a handful of uh, times uh, before he knows, he... he knows from experience. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely does. And it's funny because we kind of got into that as well. It's like, it's like us with the with high performance cars bench racing. You know, we can we can get online. It used to be the magazines, right? But now we can get online and go, you know, I kind of like what's going on here. I'm going to go with a certain supercharger or AFR heads and these roller rockers, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And on paper, it seems great, but we don't really know if the combination works. And right. so you're testing and tuning and swapping out stuff, and which is why we find ourselves when we build cars and drive them like you've done a few times I've done with the 95 lightning uh, we keep going back and going, okay, that's great. I, I liked what happened here, but I don't love it. So now I know what I'm going to change. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it, right? You can personalize. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, going to be kind of interesting for, uh, for Aaron as well, but yeah, I wanted to get uh, gauges insight on, onto that. Of course, more power is always on the menu, but that's that's kind of easy. I feel like there's a tune and that's easy when, he, when he's ready for it. I don't know. I mean, today is his birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's getting a hack squat machine. No. <laughs> he's getting a hack squat machine, and his vehicle was dropped off two days ago at Expel to uh, fix the writing that was put on his hood and uh then they're gonna tint his windows and yeah he's, he's all good new tires he's all good yeah good birthday to be a gold bird. what what do the other kids drive his friend's got to be driving stuff now it's all it's all it's all over the place from yeah. a from a two-door old you know old school lexus you know, yeah, to, a, yeah, yeah. to a full-size, you know, 99 Ram, similar to mine, to new Fords. I mean, they run the gamut. And we're out here in Texas, so it's 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 truck-centric, you know, mostly. So, Yeah, mostly trucks is what I figured. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, before we wrap up, the the other thing I want to touch on real quick is – uh, I just handed off the third Genesis vehicle that I've been testing in a row. Um, 
Uh, this one was their flagship sedan. This is the Genesis G90. This is not electric. This is not hybrid. This is uh, this is more of a, a conventional uh, vehicle. Um, it's it's their top of the line vehicle. It has all of the amazing luxury features you would imagine it would have. The interior is gorgeous. Um, you know, heated and cooled massaging seats, which seems to be kind of the, the go-to uh, these days. Um, plenty of space in it. Uh, the backseat obviously can fit three people, but if you fold down that that armrest, it has a full touchscreen in there and has cup holders. It kind of gives you the feeling of captain's chairs. Everything's diamond stitched, rear heated and, and cooled seats on it. Uh, it had the sun shades all around on the sides and the back, which were uh, uh, manual. And then the rear is is powered so you can go for full privacy in the back, almost limo-esque. Um, uh, they, took a, uh, they, they took a page out of the Rolls-Royce playbook. And when you get in the vehicle, instead of closing the door, you can hit the button and it power it closes. You can kind of get in. You know what I'm talking about. Um, you need that. Yeah. It, now the Rolls Royce makes sense because it has the suicide door, right? Like if you get into the Wraith and you hit the button, because uh, you can't really grab the door and do it. This one has it, but what was kind of odd is the electric motors that are that are in there. Um, one good feature is the door doesn't like slam closed. This was one of uh, Adam Carolla's gripes was where where uh, at his house. It's on a very steep angle on his driveway. So when he opens the door to get out, the door just slams closed like on his shin, right? Because he's parking with the nose in the air and it's such a pain in the ass. And we talked about some vehicles like Aston Martin, like using magnets and stuff uh, to hold the door in place. Yeah. Well, the I guess it's the electric motors or something in the in the the doors of this vehicle that hold it in place, which is good. But what's weird is, is when you get out of the car and close the door, it's really tough to close the door. <laughs> you, you can't just give it a little push and it closes. You have to like push it with your hand the whole way. And I kept thinking like, is there a button someplace like where you can hit it and it closes by itself? It has the the soft touch. So when you close it and when it gets close, it sucks the door in. But it just seemed weird it just seemed odd to me that you couldn't just you know just get out and swing the door and close it so i guess there's no really winning this battle it's like the doors are too light or the doors are too heavy or they don't close well uh it's just kind of a a, a weird thing now um when you get into the flagship vehicle you're you're looking at about ninety thousand dollars starting price uh for the 3.5 liter um uh, they have a, a an electric supercharged version of it, which I was driving. Now you're getting into about a hundred thousand dollars, and this was this has kind of come up a few times as I as I was discussing it. Hundred thousand dollars for a Genesis, and you're like, I don't know, man. That seems that seems kind of expensive. Um, but on the other hand, they've really upped their game. Genesis cars are are really nice, and I would say compete for sure against some of the other German and, and Japanese luxury manufacturers. Um, you know, the, the smaller EV, the, the GV 60, uh, that compared to the Audi that I talked about, the Q4 e-tron, the Genesis is way nicer. Uh, so in those regards, 
$100,000 doesn't seem like a lot if you do consider this still competitive with uh, the luxury car manufacturers. And then the other thing is, is cars are fucking expensive now. <laughs> you know, like we're we're trying to get things like Maverick and even the entry level Ranger, like we were talking about, uh, you know, sub 40,000 bucks. But I mean, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, I'm driving an F-150 Lightning, you know, and it's the Platinum Edition. I was like, this is a hundred thousand dollar truck like what the hell am i doing with a hundred thousand dollar you know like yeah and i was like okay it's nice is it is it nicer than this genesis is this genesis nicer than my truck i mean obviously they're different and the truck still has all the leather and all the good stuff in it but yeah i i don't know i i feel like i'm paying a premium for the ev powertrain which obviously is is expensive to produce but a hundred thousand dollar truck I don't know. I, I don't need a hundred thousand dollar truck. I love the truck, but I don't need a hundred thousand dollar truck. Um, and everything's getting really expensive. Uh, so I think the G90 is, is a wonderful car. Um, it was comfortable. It's got the air ride. Uh, it's pretty quick. It's like zero to 60 in five seconds, 5.1 um it's not meant to be a race car but it's uh it's kind of up there with mercedes s-class lexus ls uh i think if if you've owned those cars you typically are are in love with a with a particular brand plate like a lot of us like like certain brands um i don't think you go from a mercedes s-class to a genesis g90 um but maybe you do from Lexus or maybe you do from from even Audi or BMW. So uh well that says a shitload after you know they've only been around for a short period of time. I, I just what they have done over the past few years for sure has just been um really impressive. And that's definitely caught my attention and I think the attention of customers and a lot of the other reviewers i'm talking to alistair and stuff as well by the way kia and 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 hyundai also right all sort of all part of the same family uh i'm testing now which they just dropped off is the gv70 electric so the gv60 was the small all-electric suv now i've got the mid-size all-electric suv and uh they sent it to me in the the gray like matte paint, so it's got this kind of cool matte finish to it. Um, right when I pulled up here to my warehouse, uh, uh, the neighbor came by, and um, the wonderful uh, male lady, she was like, "That's a cool looking SUV." She's like, "I like that color," and I was like, "She's like, what is that?" I was like, "That's the Genesis, and uh, this is a factory color. You can get it this way." And she's like, I like it. And she says, it's all electric. And I said, yeah. Uh, and then I walked in and I realized that's exactly what Genesis wants you to do. They want you to go, oh, I like that. What is it? Right. It's funny because all the Buick commercials are doing that, but Buick's been around forever. <laughs> People just forgot that, that Buick's matter. around. Everyone's like, is that a Buick? <laughs> yeah. Well, Genesis is, it's actually happening, you know, Uh and the same thing happened when we drove the big SUV a few years ago to Barrett Jackson in uh, in Vegas. Um, when we 
drove into the convention center. The security guard let us in in the back because we were bringing Provago back there. And he's like, oh, he's like, I love these new uh, uh, Bentley SUVs. I'm like, I do too, but this is a Genesis. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> sure they love you think it's a Bentley. So a uh, good- that's why, they, that's why they designed them the way they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, we'll, we'll touch, uh, next week we'll, we'll touch on the GV70 electric Genesis and let you know what it is. And then I'm, I'm done with them for a while. We did four in a row for four weeks and, and, uh, yes, but so far, so good. So far I'm impressed. Not, not everything is perfect. And there's a couple little quirks that, um, I brought up on shift and steer as well. Uh, but overall, I, I like those vehicles and they're doing well. I can I can see getting into one of those vehicles. And if you're worried about like resale value and whatnot, it's like, listen, if you want, you can grab this GV70 electric SUV. You can lease it, you can turn it in when you're done and have a perfectly nice vehicle uh, for a few years. Uh before we wrap it up, I just want to say uh, uh, thanks again to everybody who's been buying Bravago. We signed more stores in San Diego. We put them up on the website. Um, and uh, Seltzer Nation, they uh, issued out all of their annual rewards for the year. And there's tons and tons of reviews and rewards of every flavor, every brand, everything out there. And I'm happy to say that uh, all three of our flavors won awards uh, across the board. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our oh. vanilla orange cream won best vanilla flavor overall of everything out on the market today. So, nice. uh, and, uh, and it's, it, you'll, you'll read the reviews as well. And it's meant to be different. That was the thing. It was meant to be different, not like the other hard seltzers. Um, and they said, you know, it doesn't taste like a seltzer. It's more of a like fruit punch type flavor, but we use the monk fruit and very little sugar. So, um, uh, I, I thank them for that. I think it was good, honest reviews. I appreciate the reward, the awards that they issued for us. And we hope that you guys will go online and, and give it a try. You can buy it online or you can pop it in one of our stores. We're, we're trying to grow the stores. We've got uh, Southern California. We've got plenty of stores in, in San Diego. We're working on New Jersey is starting to pick up. Um, I think there's still a few stores in Washington state, but uh, the website we ship to 38 states. So um, there you go. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, all right. So we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything I'm missing? No, just, I, I don't hear people in the garage, but I see them fussing around behind you on camera. <laughs> you're at the finish line. You're you know what? Truthfully, maybe it's not even going on. Maybe it's just the continual noise that I've been hearing in my head. <laughs> you're, you've been daydreaming about this noise. It's never going away. Oh. Um, uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll catch up next week. And um, until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.